Hey guys, welcome back to Actually Adultish, your favorite podcast ever. Christina here. Just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who has subscribed so far. If you've left a rating and a review on iTunes, then you're my favorite. It means so much to me. Also, definitely join our new secret Facebook group, Actually Adultish Nation. I just started it and it's the bomb. If you just go on, search it on Facebook and request, I'll add you. And then you get to know all of the behind the scenes secrets about the podcast and it's going to be great. So today I have a super exciting guest. She's one of my friends and she's very interesting and amazing. Jackie McEwen. She is the creator of Gluten-Free Follow Me, which is the best gluten-free guide on the internet. She has a guide to all the best gluten-free eateries in New York, California, and a ton of other places throughout the whole world. Yes, the whole world. (laughs) And she also has a whole page that goes through all the best gluten-free products. She shares a ton of her own recipes. She's just the bomb. And her website is just a lifesaver. I really appreciate it as somebody who's gluten-free. But even if you're not gluten-free, you should go over there because it just talks about all the best restaurants in general and her recipes you won't know if they're gluten-free i promise you <laughs> so jackie say hi hi guys so thanks for coming thanks for having me i'm so excited yeah, this is your first podcast yeah. i'm breaking your podcast virginity <laughs> as i like to do with all Thank my, you. my fave friends so we met because i i think it was the first time like because I asked Jackie mm-hmm. if I would interview her for my yes. blog. Yeah. And that was over Christmas because yeah. I was in Connecticut. Oh. And you asked me all those questions. Yeah. yeah. And you did such a good job. Oh, thank you. You guys should look, read my um, interview with Jackie on my blog. It's that was probably good. the most personal I've gotten in an interview. So I'm so honored. Even more personal here. But yeah, yeah, I definitely shared lots of details. Yeah. And I basically just spent the whole day when I was out there doing it. So oh it was God. a really good interview. That means so much. No, me. I mean, so also nice. you had really good questions. Good. There's times where people do interviews and it's very generic. Yeah, like it's like annoying. Why are you here? How did you start this? But since you knew my site mm-hmm. and you knew what I was about, you were able to kind of tailor those questions. Yeah. So you did yeah. a really good job. Yay. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask some similar things here because awesome. not everybody yeah. has, but we'll get into it. So why don't you just tell people, so where are you from? Sure. Where'd you grow up? Blah, blah, blah. Sure. So I'm living in LA right now. Mm-hmm. Moved here in October. And before that, thank God. So we can I hang know. out. <laughs> LA is amazing. Yeah. Live a few blocks from the beach and it's been great. Oh my God. Um, before that, I was uh, living in New York for almost six years and I loved it. Um, I was able to try many different restaurants and it was great. Yeah. Um, before that, I was born in Connecticut. And lived there most of my life. Yeah. Went to college at Georgetown. Um, so I Woo-hoo. was there for four years. And then after that, moved to New York. So oh I've, I've always been in kind of a city area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been great because when I found out about being gluten-free, I was in New York. And that's one of the most gluten-free friendly areas yeah so I just felt really lucky to be there yeah when I found out do you think that it's easier in gluten-free or in gluten-free mm-hmm. in New York or California to be gluten-free? I think these are the two easiest places okay. 
Um, I feel really fortunate because everywhere you turn, many menus have gluten-free options or yeah. they're totally gluten-free. And it was really interesting because when I was driving across the country with Brendan, my husband, yeah. in October, um, we were trying to find food. And you're driving in a car and you see McDonald's, Wendy's, Subway. Mm -hmm. And typically, even if you go to a fast food place, they have some sort of salad. Yeah. But in the middle of America, they do not have salad. Yeah. So when I was on this trip for five days or so, I would get a salad from Subway, uh -huh. which was basically shredded iceberg yeah, lettuce. I've gotten a salad from there before. <laughs> Throw in some yeah. tomatoes, pickles, mustard. Yeah. That was pretty much what I ate. And chocolate bars oh at God. gas stations. So I brought <laughs> snacks, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting for me because I was in these amazing gluten-free friendly cities, mm -hmm. New York and LA. And now I understand why when my followers tell me I don't live by any gluten-free places to eat. It's yeah. hard for me to find stuff. Now I understand. Yeah. Um, and that's why I also have a really big emphasis on my products yeah. and my recipes because you can order most of these off of Amazon, mm -hmm. you know, get it delivered to your place um, because we should all be able to eat what we want to eat. Yeah. And even if you can't go out to eat, you can do something at home. Yeah, I think that's, I realize that too. I'm so, so in the bubble and like, it's not mm -hmm. until people come here and visit that I don't realize not everybody. Like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, I don't have a problem. Like I eat out all the time here. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I go out to places, I'm like, I can't eat out really. Mm -hmm. It's so weird and I'm not used to it. And so it's like, okay, I can have a salad. Yeah, exactly. And maybe protein if it's simply cooked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like, New York, though, I don't know. Maybe it was just when I went. I had mm -hmm. a harder time in New York, but it might have also just been because I wasn't from there, so I didn't know the mm -hmm. best places to go. I had a harder time in New York with dairy. Okay. They I, they were harder for me to get a... It was easier for mm -hmm. me to do gluten-free than it was dairy-free. I think as time goes on, it just gets easier. Mm -hmm. So when I first found out five years ago, it was definitely harder. Yeah. Um, gluten wasn't really known. Yeah. The last two years, it's definitely gotten easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's why when you go out to eat, a lot of menus do tell you what's actually gluten free, but I'm still surprised when I go out to eat and I think they're not going to have anything. Yeah. And they say, oh no, we have gluten free pizza, yeah. pasta. And I'm like, well, why don't you have that on your menu? Yeah. I people would go. Yeah, I don't <laughs> and that's why on my site, I tell people where you can do that because yeah. it's shocking to me that places don't market that mm -hmm. because some places do have so many options. Do you no ask them why they don't do that? Like that doesn't make sense So there's a couple of reasons. One reason someone might not market that is some people that eat gluten don't like to see gluten-free options. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it's know. all gluten-free. I mean, know. Okay. Even wow. this, there's a place in New York that's totally gluten-free mm -hmm. and they used to publicize it and they don't anymore because their gluten-eating customers uh, didn't want to come. Oh be my God. Even if it's just naturally gluten-free, happens to be gluten-free, they don't want to know that. Actually, there's a second place also in New York that changed their whole menu to make it not totally gluten-free. Okay, I think that the psychology behind this is so crazy. interesting. We were we were talking about yeah, this we're the talking other about day. This last week. Yeah, like how people will just say it's bad because it's gluten free. Yeah, so don't tell them yeah. it's gluten free until yeah. they eat it. <laughs> it's just I don't get why people do I that. Know. I really don't understand. It's a mental thing. Yeah. People assume that if it 
it's some sort of allergy friendly item. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be tasty. But nowadays things are so tasty. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think they're better. It's so. Yeah. It's more pure. And I mean, I like doing things even flourless Mm -hmm. and it can be really moist and really tasty. Like I had these amazing flourless brownies that I made using zucchini. Yeah. And it was paleo. The is so good. Makes this stuff so moist. So good. Yeah. I, so I didn't need gluten. <laughs> yeah. I, it bothers me that people get. It's just like a, I almost feel like it's a pride thing. Yeah. Well, I eat gluten. Exactly. So like, it doesn't matter if no. you do or don't. Like it's just, I know. Ugh, it can and that's still the thing. Also, either way. is I like when people say that something tastes good, mm-hmm. not just tastes good. Even though it is gluten free. Yeah, that's it. I just want it to taste good. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you don't have to add in the, well, since it is gluten free, it yeah. still tastes decent. Yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> I'm just going to start. See, I told you I was doing like secret experiments yeah. on my sister and serving her the mm-hmm. same thing and telling her one was gluten free and one was it. And mm-hmm. it, she would say that the gluten free one was bad. Ridiculous. I just, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so let's like, let's back up a little bit mm-hmm. and. So you went to Georgetown. Yes. Did you always want to go there? I did. So I just love the campus and Mm -hmm. the people. And when I visited, I just really felt like I would fit in. Yeah. Um, I visited many schools and you just get that vibe. Yeah. So what I really liked was you had the campus and then right next door you have M Street, which has all these great shops, places Uh to eat. It's just really pretty. And then if you go into the city, I would go jogging by all the monuments. It was just, it just yeah. had everything. So did you ever want to come to the West Coast like back then? Back then, no. Okay. Um, I feel like... Always an East Coast girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think my mom always said that she wanted us to be on the East Coast. And I just had that in my mind mm-hmm. that it would be crazy to go so far. Yeah. But once it I moved... Far. Yeah, it's it is. But that. I mean, once I moved to New York, like a couple years in, yeah. uh, Brendan and I always pictured California kind of as a dream. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy that I'm here now. Yeah. So when did you and Brendan meet? We met at school, so at How? Georgetown, uh, beginning of my sophomore year, his junior Aww. year. Um, so it's been like over nine years. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Like I know. Where were you guys? Where so you doing? both of us were part of the student credit union. Oh. So it's a student-run bank. Uh-huh. Um, and he was a manager, and <laughs> I was a teller. This is so great. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had started being a teller, I guess, half a year earlier. Mm-hmm. And both of us were already dating someone else. Um, and then over the summer, at the same time, I guess, both of us broke it off. Mm-hmm. And we had a party going back to school for the bank. Mm-hmm. And we bank were just party. talking. <laughs> Crazy. The bank had some pretty cool parties. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So we just were talking and just kind of hit it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. So did you find, okay, did you find out about your celiac before or after you started dating Brendan? Definitely after. Okay. So when I was in college, definitely had gluten. Um, never really liked beer, so mm-hmm. that was never a thing. But it was funny because... Um, I would go out on a Saturday night and have pizza after drinking and I would get sick sometimes mm-hmm. and I thought I just drank too much. Yeah. But really it was because I had pizza, which has gluten in yeah. it. Yeah. So looking back, obviously this all makes sense, but it was definitely weird at the time and I never 
thought it was too weird. I thought it was just normal mm-hmm. because I was kind of used to it, yeah. which is pretty sad. Yeah. Um, and there were definitely a few times Brendan took me to the ER because I had food poisoning, I thought. Yeah. Or I just couldn't keep anything down and it was really scary. Yeah. Um, and now looking back, it's pretty silly that the doctors never told me what was wrong with me, yeah. why I, I never really pushed it. I just thought that I had food poisoning, yeah. something happened. So I'm so grateful that I now know why that was happening and how to fix it. Yeah. Um, so I found out that I had to be gluten-free after moving to New York. Mm-hmm. So 2011, I had just moved to New York and I had a sports doctor who tested all of us for food intolerances mm-hmm. and gluten came up. And I was like, what's gluten? Yeah. I, I had never really heard of this. Yeah. And they told me, oh, you know, it's in bread, it's in oats. All this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I love oatmeal. I love English muffins. How am I going to do this? So I was really overwhelmed. Um, There really wasn't a guide to tell me, okay, this is what you can eat. Did they tell you it was in oats? They no, because um, oats have to be certified gluten free. Yeah, so I just want to clarify that yes, for people because sorry, they're not—they're naturally so gluten free, but for oats, they to need be, to be certified. Yeah, so you want them to be certified. And I had just bought this big thing of Quaker oats, yeah. which is not certified gluten free. Mm-hmm. They might now be, but five years ago they were not. Yeah, so I was a little bummed out about that. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it's so funny because I hadn't had oatmeal my whole life. And then I just started becoming obsessed with oatmeal right when mm-hmm. I found out I was gluten free. And I was like, Shit. I know. <laughs> Shit. I know. And now a lot of the gluten free oatmeals add a ton of sugar. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bummed out about that. It was yeah. like you were having a cookie. So you might as well eat the cookie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was really overwhelmed and trying to figure out what I could eat. Yeah. And I was just doing my own research um trying to see if I could still eat out mm-hmm. and so a few a couple of years into that I started posting on Instagram so it's about three years ago in March I started posting certain things that I ate when I was eating out yeah and some of the things that I baked mm-hmm. and people were asking for more so that's when I launched my site two and a half years ago mm-hmm. where people could go to the site and see all the different eateries that I went to, the bakeries, all the products that I liked. So rather than asking me all these questions, they could go to one spot. Yeah. Um, because that's what I really wanted. I always wanted someone to tell me, okay, here's this thing. Yeah. All the info that you need. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just happy that I can do that now for other people. Yeah. Rather than. Oh, I'm I so used, glad. Yeah, I used your site when I went to New York and I mm-hmm. was like. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's tough. So, yeah, no. When, so when you first started, were you? how long were you like just on Instagram before you transitioned to a site? So I was on Instagram only for, let's say, six months. Okay. And what's funny to think about now, I think I only had like 3,000 Instagram followers mm-hmm. when I made the site. Oh, so really? it like wasn't that much, but... I just it felt is. like there was really a need. Yeah. Um, people were asking me so many questions mm-hmm. and rather than answering them all, they could just go on my site yeah. and see, okay, this place has pizza, this has pasta, this one's yeah. totally gluten-free, this one has some options. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like you were also starting right at the time when it was becoming more mm-hmm. popular in restaurants. Like it was all exactly. kind of at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, like. It was really good timing because I was able to really work with the chefs, work with the owners and figure out which options were gluten free. Yeah. And there's times where I was kind of reassuring them Mm -hmm. because they would be like, oh, well, I don't have anything gluten free. And I'd be like, "Okay, well, let's take a look at your menu. Yeah. 
this salad's gluten-free. If you take off croutons, it's gluten-free. Mm-hmm. If you cook the fish simply, this would be gluten-free. So some people get a little scared to serve someone. Um, but if you make sure that it's a safe kitchen mm-hmm. and that they're able to know how to make it safe, mm-hmm. there can definitely be a lot of options. Have you ever like gotten into a little riff with someone where you're trying to explain to them how they can make it gluten-free and they're still like resistant? I've definitely, I've had a time where I was eating at a Mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. and they asked me to come in to try their options. Mm -hmm. And typically when that happens, they know that I'm gluten free and they know that I obviously want it to be a safe meal. Yeah. And this place, I talked to the hostess, talked to the manager, sat down, told the server that I was gluten free. So I asked about, you know, all their options and we ordered nachos. They told me that the chips were fine because that's one of the questions I ask is mm-hmm. if the chips are cooked in the same fryer, if it's safe. And I start to take a bite of a nacho and the manager runs over to say that that was not safe. Shit. <laughs> so I was like, Did okay. Yeah. I mean, I was calm. Yeah. Things happen. I had obviously, I had done all the right things. I told the hostess, the mm-hmm. you know manager, server, and I guess the server didn't really know and then I look at my salad when it came and there were chips on it so I made sure and they were not gluten-free so I had to get a new salad yeah so you just always need to ask questions um yeah it's just something that you have to do I just yeah that would scare the crap out of me yeah okay when so you got tested so was it a blood test I think the whole testing thing is interesting have you ever taken a test and it's shown negative no so testing is really hard. Yeah. My whole thing is if you feel better eating, you know, gluten-free, yeah. then you should just do it. Um, when I first did a test, so I first did the food intolerance test, which told me I couldn't have any gluten or wheat. And then my sports doctor recommended for me to go to a gastrologist. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I did a blood test, which tested positive for celiac. Okay. Now, what was so tough for me was this doctor was quite old and he was like, yeah, you have celiac, you know, try to stay away from anything gluten. Oh so it was God. like, they don't really know what they're he saying. He yeah. really didn't understand how severe, mm-hmm. you know, eating gluten is. Mm-hmm. And I was a little confused because I thought being told that I had celiac was pretty serious. Yeah. And that I definitely couldn't have any gluten. Yeah. So to be told, you know, try to stay away. No, so it's so It's tough. So yeah. then I did a second opinion because I was just like, I just want to go to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a endoscopy with a different doctor. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you have it go through your throat yeah. with the camera. And it's like I wasn't it's happy. It's one of those things. <laughs> it was a little scary. I'm Another thing lie. down my throat. <laughs> You're like knocked out and yeah. it was a little ridiculous. Yeah, not the But fun. yeah, so it's tough though because when you do an endoscopy, if you're not eating any gluten, it might not show up. Yeah. So that's why testing is so tough. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to my mom earlier and she was wondering if she should be gluten-free and if she should get tested. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, you can get tested, but these tests are pretty tough. You can have false positives, false negatives and it's just tough i mean if you want to do a test you're supposed to eat gluten for six weeks and my reaction is i throw up so i'd be throwing up the whole time so 
it's just a tough situation. Yeah. And that was what was hard for me too, because like I stopped eating gluten before I ever got tested. Mm-hmm. And like they're like, Well, you have to eat it to get t-. and I got the test that yeah. like I got the test done where I wouldn't have to eat gluten, like the blood test, but and they showed up negative. But I'm like, But But that can happen. There's so many false negatives. Mm-hmm. Like I've I know so many people who have it's shown up you know, like negative, but they do have yeah. it. And I'm like, I'm not going to throw up for six weeks and like, and that's in order to be body. told, like, yeah, if you have celiac, yeah. you're killing your gut. Yeah. And so. then it's like, I get into this whole thing where like, depending on where I am, I don't, I like believe I have celiac, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I live my life like I do, but I don't have a piece of paper telling me I have. No. So I'm like, so then should I not say it? But then it's easier. You know, what pisses me off at restaurants mm-hmm. when they go, is, are you have is it just a gluten is it just an is it an allergy and intolerance or do you have celiac or they say is it just an intolerance and i'm like i'm gonna tell you i'm celiac because otherwise what are you just gonna say oh it's okay yeah yeah and i mean everyone so if you have celiac versus having an allergy or a sensitivity Mm -hmm. you can have the same reaction it's just if you have celiac you're doing like permanent damage to your yeah so there's totally different reactions for me it's throwing up Mm -hmm. some people look like they're pregnant some people their skin turns red and they get hives Mm -hmm. everyone has a different reaction yeah i think a lot of people don't realize the skin ones like like psoriasis and stuff and Mm -hmm. eczema like and also like the diarrhea constipation like all the gut stuff bloating but even some people don't even have some people it's just like brain fog yeah some people don't even or they're tired yeah yeah and it's just tough to distinguish yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no it's and if you know that you have some sort of gluten issue, you definitely shouldn't cheat. That's yeah. something that has come up. And I've had people ask me, I have never cheated. Yeah. I even after being like drinking and wanting pizza, that's just never something that's come into my mind in the last five, six years. Yeah. You're literally putting poison into your body. And I think what people don't understand is like, they think it's like, oh, just have a little bit. And I'm like, no. it doesn't matter if you have a little or a lot. As soon as yeah. you put it in there, it's in your bloodstream it's for poison. months. Yeah. Like it doesn't just go, it's not going to just go away the next day. Mm-hmm. People can't wrap their heads around it. Like that's not something you cheat on, you know? Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about maybe some of the most common things that I think a lot of people mm-hmm will find out they have celiac or are just intolerant to gluten and they'll be like, I don't feel any better. I cut out gluten and then mm-hmm. I'll talk to them more and I'll be like, you're eating so much gluten still. They won't realize they're eating gluten. So maybe mm-hmm. like some of the common things, like where is gluten hiding in yeah, restaurants, definitely. you know, and foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have so, any tips for so that? So obviously bread typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that are hidden, if you ever go out for sushi or Asian food, you have to be really careful of the sauces. Mm-hmm. Soy sauce is not gluten-free. Um, you can ask for gluten-free tamari sauce, and yeah. they typically have it. Mm-hmm. Or if you want, you can actually bring your own. Yeah. Um, so Asian restaurants are tough. If I go out to eat at a Japanese restaurant, I will typically do like a cucumber vegetable roll or a plain salmon, plain tuna. Yeah. Chinese restaurants are really tough. Um, mm, everything. I, I don't think I've ever even att- I, attempted that. That's the one type of food I really just don't even try yeah. because it's really hard to do gluten free. Yeah. Well, even at the Japanese places, like the rice, like a lot of times they yeah, put to, to make it sticky, that. right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of times the rice, you know. Yeah, and you also stuff with crab in it. 
Yeah. Okay. That's most people thing. don't remember that. So most, if you do a crab roll, it's usually imitation crab, mm. which is not gluten free. Yeah. If it's real crab, fine, but it's typically not. Yeah. So those are some of the culprits. Also, just cross contamination. Mm-hmm. So when I go out to eat, if there's ever fries, I make sure that the French fries are in a separate fryer. Yeah. Most restaurants do not do that. So if you have gluten onion rings, those are being cooked in the same fryer as the french fries even though french fries are naturally gluten-free if you're placing it in a fryer you're literally dousing it in gluten (laughs) so you don't want to eat that that's why for so long i couldn't figure out why the cauliflower at gracias madre is making me throw Mm. up and then i found out it was was cross-contaminated and i was like that's too bad oh my god yeah cross-contamination is a big thing and with pasta i mean if you're cooking the pasta Mm -hmm. in the same water and the same bowl as the gluten pasta you Mm -hmm. can get some sort of cross-contamination there yeah I think also like salad dressings. Mm-hmm. People they can add gluten to yeah, it. Yeah, people forget and just. I feel like there's so many different places that it's just like everywhere. And I know. What about like personal care stuff? Like we were talking about this. Yeah. So I was actually putting on a um, cream sample mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Bobby Brown, which I used for bronzer, mm-hmm. and the cream said that it contained wheat. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty shocked by that. Yeah. Um, so you should always read everything. Make sure that you're knowing what you're putting in your body, but also on your body. Yeah. So what ha- do you, what happens when you put wheat on your body? So that was really the only time I've read and seen that it had wheat. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of any other times where I've put something on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say. But because I've read so many different conflicting mm-hmm. things about that, like to me, like anything you're ingesting, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I've read a lot of things saying, like, if it's just on your skin, it doesn't matter, or like if it's your hair products. Mm-hmm. And then the other people say, no, when I use gluten, like when I use gluten on my body, I break out and stuff. Or, like, yeah, it's so I definitely can't imagine putting like gluten cream on my body, like a lot of shampoos and stuff have it, and yeah. like. Yeah, I don't know. You have to be careful. I think what's hard is just like there's not enough research about all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. like also kind of what you're saying before, there are so many doctors who don't even know what they're so talking lax. about. Yeah. So lax. Yeah. I yeah. know. Or like I can't tell you how many doctors I've argued with about toothpaste. They tell really? me it doesn't matter if your toothpaste is gluten in it. I'm like, yeah, it does. You're swallowing. Yeah. Like, sort of yeah. <laughs> like anything. I mean, the lipstick thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be careful of lipstick and doctors are just like no it doesn't yeah. work like that it's just it's only if you're eating a lot and i'm like you no. don't understand anything obviously mm-hmm. like and i mean they've been doing this for years and they never had to really worry about it mm-hmm. so this is new for them yeah so i think we can all educate each other and just try to stay up to date on it yeah. because there's all these new things and you definitely want to be careful how did it affect brendan did it Yeah. So, I mean, now it's great because I get so many products sent to us. So Mm -hmm. it's easy to be naturally gluten free. Yeah. Um, Brendan's a really good eater and will eat anything. Yeah. But when we go out to eat, typically what he eats is actually gluten free just because we're having these amazing dishes that happen to be gluten free. Yeah. Um, I can't say it's impacted him too much. Was it weird when you first found out? It was tough. Uh I mean, it was overwhelming. And again, it was when it wasn't popular. Yeah. So 
when we were doing like family dinners and family events and trying to figure out what I could eat there. Yeah. Thankfully, I actually love eating salad. Um, yeah. So that's always something I can do. Yeah. If you're um, gluten free and you don't like salad, you're It's a little tough. tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love salad. Um, and yeah, it's just great when you're able to find, you know, gluten free brownies, gluten free mm-hmm. cake, have some crackers there just so you feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I was also talking to you earlier that being paleo, which Mm -hmm. is basically gluten-free without anything processed is definitely the healthier way to be. So it's so funny when people say, oh, you're actually gluten-free. So you're really healthy. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's many things that are gluten-free that are not not healthy. healthy. I could eat so many gluten-free cookies and Mm -hmm. cake and chocolate and that's not healthy. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to be paleo, which is basically eating fruits, vegetables, protein, yeah. that's taking all that stuff without any of the processed things. Yeah. I think it's interesting how it seems like when people go gluten-free, they either gain a bunch of weight or lose mm-hmm. a bunch of weight because they either go uh, they either, they no go processed. one of two ways. They either go all the processed gluten-free foods, which mm-hmm. is honestly usually more worse sugar. for you. Yeah, because just more sugar. So it's mm-hmm. unhealthy and they gain weight or they like turn to a more paleo without lifestyle. even knowing yeah without realizing paleo. it and then they like, lose weight because they're not eating processed stuff mm-hmm. anymore and so i just think it's interesting how like it's so funny like i don't eat any gluten-free products really mm-hmm. so i don't even more pure yeah like because mm-hmm. you know i eat paleo and like yeah it's just interesting like it is but the other thing i wanted to ask was um what are where are your favorite places to go oh there's so many Mm. So in um in New York and also LA. Yeah, let's do both. Okay. So LA, um, well actually I have a blog post on there's about twenty New York and twenty LA mm-hmm. totally gluten free places. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a sit down restaurant or a bakery. Yeah. So those are always places that I feel really comfortable with because I know that everything's gluten free. Yeah. So in New York, my favorite restaurant is definitely Senza Gluten. Mm-hmm. It's Italian. You can do chicken parmesan, you can have chocolate cake, you can yeah. have pizza, pasta. There's so many different dishes. So if you're ever craving, you know, that type of food, that's yeah. definitely where to go. Um, you also have Aaron, um, Aaron McKenna's Bakery, which is in New York I want to go there LA. so badly. I haven't been there. She's actually also vegan. So everything's yeah. gluten-free, dairy-free. They have really good muffin tops and donuts mm. and eclairs. They have everything. Oh my God. Um, I also love Breakaway Bakery, Ooh. which is here in LA. Yeah. It's in Mid-City. Okay. And everything's also gluten-free, dairy-free. Really? And they had this amazing cinnamon roll. And I mean, so many good things. I had this whole platter and everything was amazing. Yeah, wait, we need to go there. Yeah, no, we should. Um, I mean, there's so many good places here. Um, Speaking of regular food. Yeah, speaking of things that are not totally gluten free, um, I really like taste on Melrose. Okay, I've heard of that place. They have really good stuff. For brunch, um, they do a gluten free French toast, if you ask. Mm. And it has Nutella, caramelized bananas. Super good. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And like a gluten-free egg sandwich with all the yolk porn and so much good stuff. Um, And just, I mean, here what's great is in LA, there's so many places to eat where you're just outside. Mm -hmm. So rather than being like in a dark restaurant, most of the places here are outside. So you can be out in the sun and have some air, which I definitely like. (laughs) Just in general, do you like um, being in Santa Monica 
or New York better? So being in New York was amazing, but I was there for almost six years. Mm -hmm. So it was time for me to try something else. I definitely can't complain about living a few blocks from the beach. And so as of now, I like this. Also because if you think about it, I'm now doing my site Mm -hmm. as my job. So when I was in New York, I was working in finance um, for the whole time. So it wasn't like I was able to do stuff during the day like I am now yeah. it's so like <laughs> like stereotypical I feel like New York like I finance know. job and then LA like LA blogging website I know. like it's so funny I mean I'm so thankful because now my schedule even though it's very busy mm-hmm. I can be really flexible yeah so if I want to go running during the day that's fine I can go running on the beach it's less crowded during the week yeah and then I can be working till 12 a.m just on my laptop yeah. so it's it's up to me to choose when I want to work where I want to work so how do you manage that how do you schedule that I feel like a lot of people have a hard time like entrepreneurs, people mm-hmm. who work for themselves, getting stuff done, being productive. I don't know, figuring out how to manage their time when they are their own yeah, boss. So definitely. what tips do you have? So when I was in New York, I was juggling both jobs, mm-hmm. which is pretty tough um, since I had a true nine to five. I like legit. Don't, how did you do that? Can it we talk about crazy. that for okay, a second? So I would wake up and I would do my first post. What and time would, did you wake up? Um, I want the probably details. like 7 a.m. Let's <laughs> okay, say seven. And that's if I didn't work out uh-huh. in, in the morning. So I would go to work and I would usually walk to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would be there nine to five. Let's say sometimes I would do a lunch if it was close by mm-hmm. to the office. And then I would go to a couple events in the evening, whether it was a dinner, um, some sort of event. And then I would get home, let's say around nine. Brendan and I would go work out mm-hmm. at like 9.30 p.m. And we would get home at like 10.30, 11. Yeah. And then I would open packages quickly, mm-hmm. try to do some photos. But now I'm really cognizant of having daylight. Yeah. So that would not have. Yeah. That would not have flown. Yeah. But um, on the weekends, I would go to brunch and I would do recipes. Granted, now I'm definitely doing more product posts and mm-hmm. more recipes. So thankfully, I have the time. It was definitely busy. I mean, it was nonstop. Oh, my God. I would be so tired. I am. Yeah, right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. So I'm so thankful that I'm able to do this full time. But yeah, I mean, going back to your question, I just think you have to be really organized. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm really big on time management. Mm-hmm. And when I'm at the gym, that's when I'm answering emails, doing social media. So I'm trying to get two things done at the same time which I always love Mm -hmm. and then after my workout I can do some recipes focus on that do some work and then later in the day if I go on a walk I can go back to my emails back to posting Mm -hmm. so I try to keep things so I'm like active and I'm not sitting the whole day Mm -hmm. which I used to do and I'm still able to get things done yeah but yeah I mean I do like to make it so that on a certain day I'll do a bunch of recipes so I'm in the kitchen, staying in one spot, able to get things done. Yeah. Because when you're going back and forth, you're not able to get so much done. How many places are you eating at a week? Like, how many restaurants? Thankfully, it's gone down. When yeah. When I first moved here, it was pretty crazy. It literally was, seemed like you were doing 20 restaurants a day. And I, I was like, would Whoa. seriously go to at least one place every day. That's so and much. And 
it's great because you get to try so much food, but it's also really overwhelming because I would like, throw up because I'd eat everything. Yeah. So if I go, like if I go to a bakery, they give you ten different baked goods, which yeah. is amazing because I'm so thankful I get to try them all. Yeah, and you want to, but try you them also all, want also to are eat so it stuff. all. Yeah, yeah. And you just had a really big lunch. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where as you have more of this happen, you realize, okay, I cannot eat all of this and it's fine to say no or it's fine to take stuff home. Um, I always take stuff home for Brendan or I save some for me for later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like definitely tough. I mean, eating in your own kitchen, you know what's going in the food when I'm doing an omelet, when I'm making a salad. I also know if there's any extra oil or butter. Yeah. And when you're eating out, you're definitely leaving it up to them. Yeah. Um, I do always try to get greens in, though. So yeah. even if I'm ordering their special grilled cheese that's crazy, I'll always also get a salad. So I like to yeah. always keep that balanced. And then also just for people like – so your, your website, though, like you – I want you to explain to people <laughs> how it works. Like it's like – you go to a restaurant and you try the food mm-hmm. and your website is to tell everybody this is what you can get. You don't say, I really liked this. This was bad. Like right. that kind of thing. So right now what I do is I add all the photos of the food that I ate mm-hmm. and I tell people all of the options that are actually gluten free. Yeah. And I say if there's any nuances. So I'll say if the like if the fryer is totally gluten free, mm-hmm. if it's not. Um, going forward, I might add some sort of star, mm-hmm. star rating. Okay. So give it like a one through five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't do I like mean, a if you need a second se. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, what I do have, though, is each neighborhood or each category mm-hmm. is actually ranked. Okay. So what's tough, though, is if you have like a neighborhood that has 60 restaurants, just because you're listed number 10 doesn't mean you're a bad restaurant. Yeah. Maybe the top 10 are all really good. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think the star rating will also help with that. Yeah. So Especially coming in soon. areas like this. Yeah. Exactly. So when you first started this, what were you just like, hey, I'm starting this website where I review restaurants. Can I eat your food? Or like, So yeah, I mean, it was like I have X followers on mm-hmm. social media. I would love to come to your restaurant and share some of your gluten-free options with my followers, try some stuff out myself. Mm -hmm. Let me know if you're interested. And I mean, as you get bigger, places usually say yes. I can't think of one that said no, Mm -hmm. but some some of them don't always respond. But I also, most of the times I have people asking me to come now. Have you ever said no to somebody? Um, it depends on distance. Oh, like if okay. I'm in LA and they want me to go to Long Beach, I'm not going to go yeah. immediately. Yeah. I'll keep it kind of in the back of my mind. So yeah. if I do go there, um, but yeah, I mean, now I have a lot of people asking me to go rather than when I started at 3000 followers, I was yeah. asking to go to different places. Yeah. Um, and also now, I mean, I have close to 2000 restaurants on my site, so there's already so many, um, that I feel like being in LA for five, six months now, I've gone to so many, which has been great. So yeah, I'm definitely curious to try more, but I've definitely been to a decent amount so far. Yeah. Have you noticed a difference in the amount of food they give you as you've grown? Like 
I feel like like sometimes I'll go review restaurants and mm-hmm. they'll give me like a meal comped and then I go with you and they <laughs> bring out every single thing on the menu and I'm like, oh my God. It's a lot sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I would say typically you'll get about five dishes. Okay. Kind of depends on the place. Yeah. Um, I feel like five dishes in the sense where you'll have like two appetizers, a couple entrees. It mm-hmm. just depends. Like if the place is smart, they'll give you more because the more photos I get, mm-hmm. the more posts. So if I am photographing something during the day, meaning I have really good light, yeah. and you're giving me amazing dishes. Do you only do dishes, breakfast and lunch? Do you ever do dinner? I'll do dinner, but those places I usually only post once because okay. the photos just aren't going to be as good. Yeah. So LA, most of the places are are outside, mm-hmm. and I'm able to go during lunch, and the photos are typically good. Yeah. So if you're giving me more options very pretty plates then I will post more there's places I've posted like over five times and what I love about you is I use your phone yes everything's done on my phone that mm-hmm. is crazy I remember all that like when I found that out I was like Are yeah you kidding? iPhone success do you have you, the seven is literally better than I like, should DSLRs. probably get that. no but even with yours I'm just so impressed do you have tips for people for taking good food pics so I'm probably one of the few people I don't do any um photoshop or filters really the only thing I do do is in the Instagram app mm-hmm. I'll add a little bit of brightness mm-hmm. or saturation if I need mm-hmm. but really the biggest tip is to have good lighting yeah so most of my recipe photos are taken outside um, outside photos are the best. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, also I, I eat all the food. So all the yeah. restaurants that I've been to, those are all places that I've been to mm-hmm. and I've tried the food because it's tough when you're trying to review a place. If you have multiple people trying different restaurants, yeah. I just feel like it's really tough to gauge. Yeah. So I just want people sense. to know like this is baseline. what I think. Yeah. yeah. You just need some sort of baseline. Yeah. No, I love that. Okay. I want to talk about I want to go back to your old finance job and like I just want to compare the difference between like having (laughs) that kind of job and then what you do now and your experience with the two different like styles of working yeah they're really different but they also have a ton of similarities Uh so working in finance you know you're tied to your desk um it's not like I could leave to go to lunch all the time Um, I wasn't flexible. Mm -hmm. So that was different. Now I can definitely be more flexible. But I've also taken some of the things that I've learned in finance to now. Mm -hmm. So whenever someone emails me, it's just part of me. I have to respond within 24 hours, Mm -hmm. typically sooner. But it's just I like to respond to emails right away. Um, I don't think it's fair to have people wait. And it's just in finance, you just responded right away. That was how you did things yeah um spreadsheets also I definitely moved took that from there um I like keeping things really organized and that definitely helped me yeah um being with people um you know working in an office you are with more people Mm -hmm. I do like having my own space so not having someone over my shoulder all the time yeah but that's why if you're working as a blogger or if you're working by yourself you definitely need to have an incentive and you need to be committed to your work yeah because no one's looking over your shoulder Mm -hmm. um this is your job this is your life it's it's like more up to you yeah um, but working in finance, you always had someone looking over your shoulder. But it was good because if you wanted to talk to someone, you could go get lunch with someone. Um, yeah. So that was nice. Do you think you work more 
in this type of job or at your old finance? Like I definitely work more hours, um, but I love my job. Mm -hmm. So if you love what you're doing, yeah, it's a job, but it's a good job. I ask that because I've been talking about this a lot with Mm -hmm. different people recently. Just like I feel like people think that entrepreneurs or people with flexible schedules don't really work. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and they have all this free time. They just do whatever they want. and Especially older people don't really know what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't really understand what you do. They don't understand what that means. But even, like, people – but even people our age, like, like, I'll have people be like, can you just come over? And I'm like, no, I have working. Well, you're working from home. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I'm still working. Yeah. And I feel like you end up working more hours in a day because there's no set, like, start and stop time. It's totally up to you. And, like, there's always something to be done, you know? So that's the thing. So working in an office, there was a certain point where, okay, all my stuff's done, so I'm signing off. So let's say 5, 6 p.m., I'm done for the day. And physically leaving. Yeah, I'm I'm not near my work computer anymore. Exactly. Working for yourself, there's always something to be done. Mm -hmm. Whether you have more emails to answer, more projects to work on, more brainstorming different recipes there's always something to be done Mm -hmm. that recently um so brendan gets home at around eight o'clock in the evening Mm -hmm. and i've been trying to be better about this where i cut myself off and i spend time with him um it's just tough because when you're working from home it's your office too but it's also your home so i try to spend a couple hours with him and then he goes to bed and i usually go back to working so it's I'm just crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I like love what I do, yeah. and I'm definitely working more hours. But I'm also so thankful that I'm able to do this because I was doing both jobs before. Yeah, and I live in a great place now, and I'm definitely happy. How did people respond when you made the switch to this full time? It's so funny. I would love to know what my um, finance job thought. Yeah, I would too. They probably probably are pretty confused, but they're like, how can you make a living doing this? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think it's important to, you know, be stable. So I could have left my finance job earlier, but I'm a really stable person and I wanted to be sure about this. Yeah. And while I was able to juggle both jobs, I was fine to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then moving out here was kind of when I had to make that choice. And so that was one of the reasons I was able to live here was it's easier um, for one of us to be finding a job rather than both of us. Yeah. So I'd be doing this and Brendan had to find a job. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it all worked out. Would you have done anything differently? Like, really anything? Do you ever wish that you hadn't even done your finance job and had just done this? No. I'm definitely glad that I did that. Um, Also, Instagram was, like, pretty new then. Yeah. So it's so funny for me because people in college now, I mean, everyone does, you know, Instagram, Twitter. When I was in college, my senior year, I remember joining Twitter so things have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't on Instagram and I actually was one of the last people to join Instagram. Um, Ooh, my friend Sangam told me to join. My brother Stefan told me to join. Mm-hmm. I finally joined and I was posting some of my trips um, and then I started posting food. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny because I, 
I really didn't want to join Instagram. Yeah. And now I'm on Instagram all the time. Was that the only Instagram account you ever had that you're one now? Yeah. So it was Jackie AA. Okay. And I finally changed the name last year. Yeah. Um, which I should have done earlier, but <laughs> I didn't. And so, yeah, I mean, if you go all the way to the bottom of my page, it was like a personal it's photos from like when Brendan and I went to Germany oh and my God. things like that. Did you, did you go to Germany when you were gluten free? Let me think. I honestly don't. Actually, yes. Germany was a little tough. Um, Italy was really easy. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I've heard that Italy is so hard. What? And then other people no. have said it's easy. I saw Italy like, is, is it? the best place to go. Um, almost every place has pasta, gluten-free. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places had pizza. Granted, I did a lot of research before, which I usually do before yeah. going on a trip. So like, you if you go to my to go. site, there's a whole Italy page yeah. that tells people which places have the pizza. Mm-hmm. I had a place that had really good gluten-free desserts. So there's definitely options. You just have to do I research. I feel like other countries are so much more like ahead of the game than America for some reason. Like, totally depends. Asia's tough. Oh, okay. I haven't been there, obviously. Asia's really tough. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Well, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Italy's easy though. Yeah, so, I think in general, the, and it also kind of correlates with which type of restaurants are easier to find things at. Like, mm-hmm. like Mexican type of food. Mexican food here is way Mexican's easier to be gluten free as long as the chips are corn yeah. and they're not fried. Yeah, then they're good. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. But also Italy, um, they have a great system that when children, I think it's either three years old or six years old, all the children are tested to see if they have celiac Wait, are you serious yeah and so italy's great because they're all about eating food so rather than not being able to serve you they want to serve you yeah so they go out of their way to make gluten-free options because it's all about the food that's amazing so they're really really ahead of the game oh my god mm-hmm. i can't even imagine that would never fly here that would literally <laughs> never fly maybe it will maybe coming soon how do you, so, okay, wait, so going back to when you made this transition, so, like, yeah. how, how did, what did you tell, how do you explain to people what you do? I literally have this mm-hmm. issue, I don't even know. It depends who I'm talking to. I was filming out a form at the doctor, and for one doctor, I said marketing, because mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like having to explain, and one yeah. of them, like, I just said blogger. Yeah. It totally depends. I mean, my job is a few different things, Yeah. and it depends who you're talking to. Some of the older people... They don't really think being a blogger is a job or they don't really know what that means. Mm -hmm. So you're always trying to explain it. Um, I feel like working in finance, though, they either feel like I have some sort of legitimacy because I did work in finance or they're confused why I worked in finance and now I'm not. Yeah. It depends who you talk to. How do you feel about that that attitude, that stigma? Like, do you feel like people... I think it's funny. I mean... There's a lot of people that are making more money being a blogger than working in finance. Yeah, and I think people don't realize that. Yeah, I think some people realize that, but not everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, The finance world used to be really profitable, and it's actually gone down. I would say tech is definitely more profitable. So, yeah, it just depends. I mean, I think if you're able to make ends meet and if you feel like you're in a stable job, then Mm -hmm. great. Um, I think people do judge other people and it's yeah. just kind of funny it's gonna it's crazy how social media is so much part of the job oh yeah and that's what I mean I was just kind of talking about this earlier with you about I was like I need unlimited data because I need to be mm-hmm. on social media like Necessary. all day and my parents were like why do you need to be on social media because to them that doesn't equate to work exactly. and I'm like no this is work and yeah that was another thing I wanted to bring up how do you balance 
like there are so many different aspects to your job like you have to mm-hmm. recipe develop you have to i mean like all the ad- admin stuff and then mm-hmm. going to restaurants writing the blog posts and social media is a big part and so like how are you managing social media throughout the day and like staying active on that yeah it definitely takes a ton of time mm-hmm. um and i always like to answer back to all of my comments yeah and i, and I always like to comment back so as and I, I love saying, that you do that and oh, I, don't know how, I don't know how you do that so i'm so doing it when i'm at the gym and yeah. when i'm walking yeah. because i can't type and walk at the same time yeah I, like, i've like gotten over. pretty good at it oh my god that's really impressive <laughs> I mean, for me, it's just when I'm at the gym, like, what else are you going to do? So I'm just answering emails, answering comments, writing back, Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, that I feel like that takes up. People don't realize how it takes up a lot of time. Social media take up so much time Mm -hmm. all day. I know. And actually, what's funny is I do so many emails on my phone that now being on my computer is a little weird. So sometimes I'll be sitting at my computer seeing things but i'll answer the email on my phone because i'm so used to it now that's so interesting i know i feel weird answering emails on my phone like yeah. i feel like it's like not legit also i'm way <laughs> slower i'm so fast at typing okay like are you really fast at typing on your phone i mean i'm definitely like if i'm doing a long email then i'll do it on my laptop yeah but i've like definitely gotten faster just doing okay. it on my phone how long do you think you spend on instagram a day a decent amount of time yeah i have no idea how long but i mean my whole workout and then before breakfast and in the evening so it definitely takes time but I mean that's where people are and that's where I am and so it's how I'm able to talk to people which is really great so like what's a day in your life like now yeah so I wake up (laughs) 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 then I usually do my first post Mm -hmm. and I'll have some breakfast and then I'm usually rushing to get to bar class Mm -hmm. so I've been doing bar the last few months which I love yeah you seem so into it yeah it's it's been great yeah um and then I'll finish up my workout at the gym or do like a short run on Mm -hmm. the beach which I love And then I get home and I'll do some emails, do some work, have some lunch. Either I'll be making recipes that day, whether I'm baking, you know, brownies or muffins or I'm doing some sort of deviled eggs or I'll be eating out at a restaurant Mm -hmm. Um, and then just continuing to answer emails and do more brainstorming, whether I'm working on my website, really every day is different. So it's just great because you're able to be flexible, but you can do many things. Yeah. Are you the kind of person who's like, okay, I'm going to work like nine to seven today and then you kind of cut yourself off or you just kind of like, I'm just going to work whenever I'm free. I pretty much just work till Brendan gets home. Okay. And then if I need to do more, then I'll do some after. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is with your job, there's so much to do that I could just keep working. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I do have hard. to cut it off. Yeah. But it's like, then there's times where I'm just on social media scrolling and it's like, is it work? Is it work? I mean, I want to see the photos. So mm-hmm. I just think it's important to when you have a job that you like it. Yeah. And that's why when I was doing the finance job, I had this on the side as my passion. So I feel like many people now are either doing two jobs, one to pay the bills and one that's their passion. Yeah. And or they end up doing their passion as their job. Yeah. So I think it's important. I think our age now is really into finding things that they like to do. And sometimes those things happen to make money. And that's what's great. Yeah. Do you, what would you say, I think your perspective on this is interesting because you Mm -hmm. didn't really, you didn't have like a bad experience at your finance job, right? You just like. It was just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I had always wanted to go into finance. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in my town went to finance. Everyone at my school went into finance. It was just what you did. Yeah. So I always knew I was going to work at a bank. Yeah. Um, which is really Party. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> always what I wanted to do. And then I was really into it. Um, and then I think it's tough because you're there for a, a couple of years and you're like, am I going to be doing this my whole life? Do I want to yeah. do this my whole life? So that's when I started, you know, doing the whole gluten-free thing on the side and going out to eat a lot. Um, I would like go during lunch and like try out like a, you know, like a new lunch place by mm-hmm. myself or with a friend. And it was just fun for me to kind of report back and say what I had and if I liked it. Yeah. So that's how it all started. I yeah. just, I don't think I was like fully satisfied with my job. Um, it's also tough being a female in a finance job. Oh, that's um, interesting. I still think so. And Elaborate. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I think it's really sad because, you know, you're in an analyst program and there's so many people. I would say it's about 50-50 girls, guys, when you start at a bank. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, the female side tends to go down um, later on. But Why? it still does. Well, I mean... 10 years later, people get pregnant or they, you know, they don't go back to work. Yeah. But what's also tough is when you start off as an analyst, it was tough, I think, to distinguish yourself that you weren't the first year anymore. Yeah. And I'm a girl, yes. And maybe I'm a little small, but (laughs) I'm still, you know, working my job and you can see me. But some people still see they would rather have like a confident man than a confident girl. It's just people like to see men sometimes, mm-hmm. or I don't know. It's a tough thing. Yeah, we're which still is sad. struggling with that. We're, st- we're definitely still struggling with that. Do you feel more empowered in this job? Oh, for sure. It's definitely. So I mean, all of this is me. Like, this is my brand. Yeah. This is my story. This is my site. And I feel like working in finance, I was just like another number. Um, and I wasn't able to make such a big difference and with my current job I am do you think that that's part of the reason why there's this stigma with like blogging and wellness and health and food stuff that's so dominated by females because I feel like our space is so dominated by females and not like I'm just putting this together in my head right now Mm -hmm. I'm like realizing like is that why there's a stigma like oh that job is lesser you know like Mm -hmm. I will talk to for example like some friends I know who are guys who are trying I mean we're all graduating right now Mm -hmm. and I have a stable job and Mm -hmm. I make money and these guys will like look down like that's not a real job and I'm Mm -hmm. like in my head I go yeah but I'm making twice what you're making yeah and I'm not gonna say that but it's also I feel like that plays into it. It's a stigma, and I think that's going to change. Yeah. It's just certain people still see, like, doctor, finance, lawyer yeah. as the typical jobs. Yeah. But the last five years, jobs have changed. I yeah. mean, there's a much more creative aspect of the job market, and that's what's so funny. Also, there's a huge amount of people that have moved from New York to L.A., because first of all, it's cheaper and it's nicer, but also there's more jobs here now. That's so And so why spend more money and yeah. being in a studio and not have sun when yeah. you can be here and actually get a job here? So there's been a huge group of people. So it was funny when I was moving here. So many people were also moving here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of apartments we were, you know, trying to look at and everyone was like, oh, I just had this other couple from mm-hmm. New York here. 
Are you, st- are you like, do you have friends who, like, moved with you? Not really. It was pretty much us. And it's funny because I feel like so many people say they're going to move to California or have it as a dream, yeah. but don't actually do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people and say that. <laughs> we were like, no, we're actually going to do it. Did it live up to your expectations? Yes. I'm oh my so God. happy that we did it. That's so I amazing. mean, I am really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have any, what advice would you give to somebody who was younger than you say they're my age and like straight mm-hmm. out of college wanted to like do something like what you're doing now do you think it's important for them to have a different kind of job to start with or you know yeah. what, what would you say yeah I mean I'm really happy that I started off in an analyst program just because I was able to meet other people and do this job I always wanted to do and then realize I wasn't going to do it forever But that was also five, six years ago where that was more prevalent. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to do what you like, but you also do need something stable. Um, If you're able to find something that you love to do and it also does pay the bills, then sure. Yeah. Um, But also, I, I do think people are doing two jobs where you're doing your paying job and doing something on the side, like starting social media and seeing if something happens. Yeah. I think that's so people who do that I admire so much because mm-hmm. I just feel like people don't give them enough credit like they're working it's definitely time consuming jobs mm-hmm. like you're working so hard yeah and people don't realize how much work goes into like for sure like you just didn't post on Instagram all day <laughs> no that's actually not what people do that's what you see yeah <laughs> like not yeah. at all And I mean, also going back to what you were saying about females and males, Mm -hmm. I do realize that there are many females that have Instagram accounts and are bloggers, but I also feel this is obviously kind of a stereotype, but most guys I know, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of my brothers, thinking of Brendan Mm -hmm. and my guy friends would not want to be taking photos and posting, being really consistent, doing it multiple times a day, answering back. That's just not their style. Mm -hmm. So... A lot of girls like us are into that and they're able to be consistent. Yeah. They're fine with building their brand and they like to do it. Yeah. So it just goes to what you like to do. I think we're all creative, but we're all creative in different ways. I agree. I just can't help but think like if this was something, if blogging was something that more men liked, Mm -hmm. how would how would it be viewed differently yeah world, and i you know? mean there are guy bloggers but not really in wellness yeah there's some yeah there's some finance bloggers and some other things like that mm-hmm. but not definitely not as many as yeah. the girls yeah i know two male food bloggers okay and they're both the bomb like i love yeah. them but i i didn't even realize it until i like found them i was like why are there no guy food? Like, what's I mean, funny, they definitely stand out. Yeah, and the it's only so ones. funny because I feel like growing up, you think guys are the ones who eat like all this food, right? True. Like, but it's it's really interesting now that I'm, it is like, interesting. I've not really thought about it until right now mm-hmm. that whole thing. But okay, speaking of the this, what is your favorite <laughs> um, recipe that you've made? So I've been doing a lot of paleo recipes recently. Thanks. And it's been so (laughs) tasty. Of course. (laughs) So as I was saying, the paleo flourless zucchini brownies were so good. Mm. Um, I mean, I was really happy with them. Like I didn't see any of the zucchini. It was super moist. I actually made them and I brought them to bar and I gave them to Brendan and everyone was really happy with them. So that's probably one of my favorites. 
Um, also non-paleo, I made cupcakes from scratch mm-hmm. and it was super easy. I didn't realize how easy till yeah. I did it. So that's always fun because if you don't have a box and you just want to like do something with sugar, butter, etc., it's definitely easy. What about just like generally, do you have any favorite gluten-free products? Ooh, there's so many. That you turn to... Yeah, um, one of my favorites is actually Glutino. I love oh, their yeah, Oreos. Love yeah, I'm so excited. Oh my god, can we talk about <laughs> your or what is it? It's like a chocolate chip. So cookie. yeah, so okay. I have Oreo stuffed cookies. <laughs> yeah, those are insane. And this month I'll be doing Oreo stuffed brownies with them. So oh, get ready. My I'm god. excited. I mean, their Oreos are so good, yeah. and when you add cookies or brownies to them, I mean, I definitely guess. can't complain about that. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Okay, cool. Well, I've kept you here for so long. I want to. No, this is so much fun. I want to have you back. Um, yeah, definitely. Why don't you tell everybody like where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on my site, glutenfreefollowme.com, and then also Instagram, glutenfree.followme. And I'm on Twitter, glutenfreefm, Snapchat, Jackie Oninson, Facebook, glutenfreefollowme. So yeah, check I'll it out. I'll put that all in the show notes. R- before we end, wait, how did you come up with that name? Gluten-free follow me. I think it was Brendan. We oh, were trying okay. to figure out a name and it was like gluten-free girl, gluten-free gal. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, gluten-free follow me. Yeah. So if you're gluten-free, follow me on my journey. I like that. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks again. for coming. Thank you this so much so for fun. having me. This yeah, is so great. I love it. We're going to have you back. Oh, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you learned a lot about being <laughs> and please subscribe. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you want to support us and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Bye.